The energy you put into something is more important than the something itself. I want you to know it doesn't just look like maybe the way I do it or the way that you've seen it done in the past or maybe the way that you've been doing it. You don't really like doing it. Your business can expand beyond you. You have to make sure that you are willing to scale yourself. This is Aligned and Ambitious Radio. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. I have been waiting for weeks now to get this bitch on my podcast, so I cannot wait to introduce you to Sam Altieri. I don't even really know how we got connected, but when we did, we just hit it off. We vibed so hard. We're like, we have to bring really powerful conversations to both of our platforms. So we have Sam today, and Sam is a high-energy speaker. She's a podcast host, a business and activation mentor here to help multi-passionate women unleash their power, activate their potential, and reach new levels of wealth, fulfillment, and financial success. That sounds like a dream. So welcome. So happy to have you. Oh my God. Thanks. I'm super stoked <laughs> to be here. It's going to be so fun and I can't wait. Yeah, let's go. You guys can't see her right now, but she's wearing a neon pink blazer. And I was like, you brought the vibes to the podcast this morning. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in all black and like a dark brown lipstick. And you're like, I love this for you. With like... So <laughs> why don't you just introduce yourself? I gotta just say the coolest thing about the blazer is that I am lazy and blazers <laughs> make you look put together with very minimal effort, which is why I go the blazer route because people like I could go do the whole outfit thing, but it's so much easier to just like put on a blazer. And then all of a sudden I look put together. So don't you love that the fashion trend is like biker shorts, sneakers, messy hair, and a blazer. (laughs) Like Literally. I'm like, I have like sex hair right now. I'm wearing a blazer (laughs) and somehow I look really put together this is cool (laughs) literally I'm obsessed with it I would love for you to just give everyone an introduction like how did you end up in the online space what's your zone of genius what do you love about what you do tell us all the things yeah so um I'll take you guys back a little bit because we could be here forever but um basically like I my my background and growing up my whole life like I have always been the girl that's been like, you can do this, just go do it, you know? And I didn't really know that that was like a skill that you could get paid for. You know, Ooh, you were an unpaid hype man. I basically was, right? And I was like, I should be like a billionaire by now. It is like, what? <laughs> All of my skills like at age five. Um, but when I was young, like I definitely was, I was a really, really sensitive kid and I didn't obviously know that at the time. And so I always had this feeling of like, I didn't fit in. I felt like I just felt very different than everybody else. And that showed up in friendships. It, I just always felt so awkward. I was so socially awkward and just I had social anxiety for sure, but I didn't know what that was at the time. You know, like it was just this feeling of like, I'm over here and everyone else is over there and I don't want to talk about people or gossip or whatever. That's a deep psychological concept at the age of 10, you know? And 
I remember my parents and like my parents' friends always being like, oh, like Sam is so mature for her age. It was like always that like old soul. Relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Like also like I think growing up when you have like any amount of trauma, like that's the classic thing is like, oh, you're so mature for your age. And you're like, well, I had to grow up fast. So yeah. Right. It's (laughs) like a blanket compliment, like covering all your garbage. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, so at the age of like 13, I was in like a really bad mental headspace. I remember I actually went home to my parents' house a few years ago and I had found a journal and I opened up the journal and I think it was, I think I was like 12, maybe 13. And I was crying, bawling my eyes out, reading what this version of me wrote. And it was all around, um, I just don't feel, I feel completely worthless. What's the point? I don't even want to be here. Like it was so sad. And I, I wish I could tell you, like, I remember feeling all those feelings and I do. And I don't, you know, because obviously like we don't want to hold on to that stuff and not to start off this episode dark, but it's just a degree of pain I was in. And so went to high school um, went to college. I went to college for architecture and I went to grad school for architecture. And that was a, that was a major that I actually felt like I could be really good at because I was very artistic and I loved math. And I was like, yeah, that's what architecture is. No, that's not what architecture was at all. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, you know, it's like, you think of all the majors that are really fucking hard, like going to school to be a doctor or going to school for like lawyer and then going to school to be an architect is like if you weren't pulling all-nighters like every other day or like at least once to twice a week like you were gonna fail out of the program and so but for me as somebody who was very high achieving very all in like all or nothing like this is a perfect Mm. for me because I could really pour myself into something and basically distract myself from the pain I was in that's like what was actually and I ended up being really good at architecture and I ended up kind of like becoming kind of like the teacher's pet you know like just doing the schmoozy things because I wanted to be the best and I wanted to get noticed because I never had gotten noticed my whole life and there was this whole thing around my body image and being seen and all of this so I graduate college I get a job from one of my professors. She gives me the job. She's like, yeah, you can start. And I knew in my gut, I was going to hate it. Like not hate it, but I knew my intuition was like, this isn't it. But I didn't, I didn't know what else to do because yeah, what else was I supposed to do? You know, I just got a job and I just graduated school and I had $180,000 worth of student debt Yeah, and I was living in Boston and I was like, I'm paying rent, (laughs) you know, like, uh, yeah. Um, so I took the job and very quickly into that job, I realized I was the girl who just wanted to make my bosses proud. So that meant Ooh. I would do anything that I could to get that validation and approval. So that meant I was staying at the office until 630 and 7, 7:30. Then when eight- did you find this out? Was it after or was there a pivotal moment yeah. where you're like, fuck, I'm a martyr? Uh it wasn't until like I started going to therapy and realizing like how externally, like how much I craved external validation because I didn't have that self-worth and that self-love yeah. for myself. 
and I really used accomplishments. Like that was my like drug of choice. Like, oh, so fucking real. Yeah. Yeah. So at a certain point, I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I think I was only two years into this job. Um, and I was only making like, okay, I graduated, had a master's degree, and I was only making like $40,000 a year. Like architecture is not a well-paid industry, which is kind of insane for how much work and how yeah. much school you have to go to and like how intense it is. And living in Boston, I didn't even have a luxurious lifestyle. Like, like I wasn't like throwing cash around. Like I didn't have designer any, like, you know, right. like I couldn't, I was just living paycheck to paycheck. And at a certain point, I'm like, this is fucked up like I just something in me started to shift and it was because I started going to the gym I started working out and basically that started to give me this this new confidence I had never had confidence you know I was personable to people but I never had really true confidence and the second I started getting stronger in the gym and I lost some weight and I started to like look better I realized how poorly I was being treated at my job and I'm like they do not value me like this is just not going to be okay anymore. Yeah. You had this like gradual awakening. I did. And fitness was really like movement generally was this really big awakening. Yes. And I got into a relationship with a guy who, um, he was actually like twice my age. This is crazy. I haven't really shared this much on even my own podcast. Ooh, spill the tea. Yeah, I will. <laughs> he was a trainer at the gym and he, he was like, let me help you like, you know, learn how to lift weights. And I'm like, okay, like whatever. He was kind of, he kind of reminded me of my dad, like, haha, classic. Like, <laughs> um, but it was just, it was fun. We were, we were super friendly. He was also super sarcastic and like got my sense of humor. Like we yeah. could just fuck around in the gym. And I really enjoyed going to the gym now because I knew what I was doing. Yes. I had that confidence in there. So I ended up getting like really fucking fit, strong. I was like busting out pull-ups. Like he invited me to do this like 175 mile um, cycling trip to raise money for MS from Boston to Provincetown. Like it was so cool. I actually felt part of something for the first time in my life. I really felt that sense of like community. Belonging. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh my God. And I was telling him after we started dating, which I, we don't need to go into that whole story because that's a whole fucking podcast, but we started dating and he was like, he knew how unhappy I was at my job. And he told me, he's like, you know, like you could be a personal trainer. Like you would literally be so perfect at it. Like you're so strong. You know what you're doing. Like you have the like, Oh, I love this in energy. Like you would slay. Well, he didn't say slay. That would be weird, but did people say that back then? No, 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 (laughs) not at all. Definitely putting words in his mouth. He was just like, he was like, Sam, like you would be really good at it. Like, I really think you can should consider it. Well, Next thing I know, the gym that I was working out at that he also worked at asked me to become a personal trainer. And I was like, like, I have goosebumps as I say it, because it's like the universe, like literally gives you all the signs. And when like, it's going to be like a small sign at first and then another sign and then another sign. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I don't even have a personal training degree. And they were like, it's okay. We're going to hire you anyways, go get your cert and we'll backdate it. So it's not blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is this illegal? They're like, I don't know. It's fine. Just start. I'm like, okay, just do it. Yeah. So next thing I know, I'm like, I am quitting my nine to five. I am getting out of here. Like I have a catalyst of a moment. Yeah. And I was really scared because I had, 
honestly, because I had a lot of debt. I don't know why I had, I had a really, um, I was so scared of money and debt. And I just felt like if I, I don't know. There was just this part of me that's like, I'm going to die <laughs> with all this debt, you know, this real, like my survival instinct really kicked mm. in. And so I was so blessed at the time. My boyfriend was like, look, I'll pay off one of your student loans. Just go. I believe in you so much. And I was literally like, are you serious? Like, are you fucking serious? I didn't even receive it. Like he said he would do it, but I was like, I, I will pay you back because I can't receive this. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't said that. I really wish I had allowed myself. I wish I had that healthy feminine energy that was like, okay, but I just, I didn't have that at the time. So so. many layers to this. I know. So I was like, okay, yes, but we're putting it in writing so I can pay you back. Oh my God, Sam. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, there's no rush. Focus on paying off all the other stuff. Like literally no rush. I'm like, okay. So I leave the job. I get the personal training thing. People in the gym start asking me for help. And, um, I was like, oh my God, you know, I started doing freelance design work and then personal training work. And what I discovered is that while I loved all the, the freelance design work, I was doing photography and branding and I was doing exhibition design. I was flying over Europe. It was so cool. My heart still wasn't lit up. And I don't know how I knew that there was, you know, that feeling of more, you know, I'm sure that everyone that listens to the show knows that feeling. That's why they choose entrepreneurship. There's totally. a more feeling there's a, this can't right, be it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. and I definitely felt this can't be it in architecture, but even in design where everything was like, great, I still knew it wasn't like that soul. Fuck. Yes. Like this is it, you know? If you've never felt that, it's like, how do you know what you're missing? You know? Right. But somehow I think we all know, even if we've never had the feeling in our body, we do know like there's more because our, our intuition is like, there's more, there's more, there's more, (laughs) you know, like whispering or sometimes screaming. Yeah. 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 So the, but the personal training thing, once I started I started giving people macros and teaching them how to use, like eat protein and like, you know, all these things around, because I was really fascinated with nutrition. I couldn't stop researching. I was obsessed with it. I would spend all day, all night Googling, going on Reddit, going on Facebook groups. I started getting, I got my person, I mean, my um, nutrition certification. Obviously I was enamored. I was obsessed. You know, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And that's when, you know, that's the thing. And I'm like, I can't keep doing all this design stuff, but I got to go all in on personal training and nutrition. Yeah. Which is literally just coaching. Yes. Yes. And I, it's like, it's funny because in hindsight it was there all along, like, but I didn't see it, you know? Oh my gosh. So then I started training in person, all these like badass clients start coming to me. I had some like unmet, you know, some people that just wanted to like lose weight, but I was more interested in the, in the women who wanted to, go farther like I'm hungry like you very hungry yeah they they were athletes they were you know they were on um like frisbee teams they were to this day I'm still friends with this woman who's she's become a really good friend she was 50 and she wanted to run her first marathon and she wanted to deadlift 200 pounds and I was like let's fucking go you know I love that your story started in fitness because I had a moment I know we talked about this on your show where I was also just 
at a point where I was like, I hate this job, so I'm going to quit. I landed into fitness coaching and just loved that level of like, let's reach your fullest potential. Like there was just something so addictive about it. And even to this day, I always draw parallels to coaching and fitness and athleticism and like endurance. Like if you are a coach on a football field for the NFL, like I think we have a lot of the same traits, like training, highly ambitious, high achieving women. Yeah. Yeah. And because that's me, like I am just so addicted to high performance and Mm -hmm. like what I, what I can do, you know, and I know you're the same and I feel like that's why we vibe so well. Right. Yes. So I started seeing all these women and their skill sets kept getting bigger and bigger. I started training Olympic athletes. I started training um, like women who were uh, running the Spartan World Championships. Wow. It's amazing. Right? Like the best of the best. Yeah. I'm like, this is, I am obsessed. It was so cool. I felt so alive. I feel so that. Alive. Like I was like, this is my calling. You know, I was fucking thriving. I started an Instagram account at this point, you know. Is that how you started to tiptoe on the online space? Yeah. So I started, I started the Instagram account actually in, when I was in my architecture job, um, sharing my own journey of, of weight loss and health. And, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. This is the only way I'm going to improve if I'm just vulnerable about where I'm at. You know, I can't pretend to be farther along. Am I happy with where I'm at? No. Do I like how I look? No, not at all. I don't even want to be naked, but guess what? I'm half naked on the internet and that is going to motivate me to want to get sexy. Badass. Yeah. And I I need the accountability. You know, also I'm ADHD. I didn't know this at the time, but I realized like I really thrive with that external accountability. So my, my transformation starts changing. I start figuring out about coaching. I'm doing training in the gym and then Something happens and I find the online coaching industry. I think I was in a Facebook group. It's Uh, always a rabbit hole for people. Like, I feel like it was full Alice in Wonderland where it was like, this is another dimension available to me. (laughs) It was like, wait, freedom, like fun, um, creating content, helping people. No income cap. Yeah. Like unlimited impact. And then no income cap. And for me, it's funny. <laughs> this is so hilarious. <laughs> Time. I didn't even care at all about the money piece. Like, and to this day, I think it's really fucking cool that we get to make a lot of money. But it's still, to me, I think because, I don't know. I just get so much more satisfaction about helping people than I do money in the bank. Like, there's just this deep fucking satisfaction of yes. seeing somebody there's really- still a little addiction there I'm like yes oh yeah my therapist was like I think you're addicted to your work I'm like I think I am but you know what so is Tony Robbins and that's 100 percent. so I don't even care if this is my addiction so be it you know it's better than a lot of other things that be addicted. you said something earlier too that I think so many people can relate to and I can relate to too you were like I kind of was just hiding behind my achievement and I was hiding behind my work. And this like kind of segues into 
Um, and I'm so glad you started with this because one of my first questions I wanted to ask you, if you guys don't follow Sam, go check her out. Something she brings to the platform that she has, which I appreciate so much, is a big conversation around mental health as high performers and high achievers. And since having my son, you guys know I've been really open about my experience with postpartum depression and anxiety and navigating that and running the business and juggling so many things that I think one, it's easy to definitely hide behind your work and disassociate from the things that you actually have to work through and being with yourself and just checking a box is creating the dopamine, but you're not actually feeling happy. Like there's that whole cycle going on. So what would be like your biggest piece of advice or words of wisdom for someone who is so ambitious, but she's really struggling with anxiety or depression or mental health or something along those lines? Yeah. I mean, I know this so well because I've gone through seasons of this and um, a lot of my clients also have, have either gone through seasons or are just in it, like, you know? Um, But I would say that like the number one thing that I do like on a practical level um, is movement. Like, Mm, of course, for me, movement is everything. And, you know, if I don't, if I go more than like two to three days without dancing, moving my body, yoga, kickboxing, something. Yeah. I go to a place that's not good. It is, and whether that's good or not, I don't know. You know, like, obviously I've done a lot of healing and like somatic release. If you look at photos of me from a few years ago, I'm like, whoa, I was so inflamed. Like you could see it in my face. You look different, yeah. Mm -hmm. But movement is so key because so many entrepreneurs, we feel this pressure to perform and to create because obviously our life, like our life and livelihood depends on it, right? Yeah. But- when we are creating from pressure, not flow, we don't create our best. You know, we're creating to create, we're creating out of obligation and we're creating from the mind and the mind is so limited. And so when like the reason why movement is so important for entrepreneurship is because all of your genius comes from your body. All of your, like, think about all your best ideas. It doesn't happen when you're trying to figure it out, when you're sitting in front of Canva, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. Preach. You know? <laughs> it happens when you're fucking shitting on the toilet. It happens in a shower. It happens when you're walking by the creek. It happens yes. when, you're, when you're watching a training and you're getting inspired. It happens when you're dancing. It happens in conversations with your friend. Or it happens in the most random places. Yes. So movement to get out of your head. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. Like we're just on the same page, standing ovation for everything that you're saying. Every morning I wake up and when I do my workout, my son always joins me. And the number one thing I tell him that I want him to take away from seeing mommy work out is we work out to create energy. And that is literally what it's about. Not to be sexy, not to lose weight, not to X, Y, and Z, but like literally getting out of the mind into the body to move any stuck energy. Sometimes that like resistance feeling you're feeling, it's nothing that you can mentally conceptualize. It's only something that you can move and clear out or shake up or whatever it is. And that is directly correlated to movement. So when women come to me and they're like, I'm burnt out, I'm unhappy. I I don't have inspiration, creativity. I'm like, how many times a week are you, are you moving your body? And lots of times they're like, not very much, you know, like that is your medicine right there. A hundred percent. And I think for me, because I have a fitness background, it's a habit. It's a way of living. Like it's not yeah. something that 
like I, I have to think about, but I forget that not every entrepreneur comes from that background. So for me, it's so obvious, you know, pair that with good nutrition and sleep, like Jesus, like, that's oh why God. I'm like, you are comparing to a professional athlete. They have seasons, they have to eat well, they have to perform on the off season. Like they don't just sit back. And then in the September or whatever, they're like, I'm going to be the best. Like they are training 24 seven on becoming the best versions of themselves. A hundred percent. And I, and it's crazy because I do act like that now. Like I act like, okay, what would Tony Robbins be doing? And I know that's an extreme example. Like, am I doing like an insane morning routine? No, but I just think about it in the context of, yeah, I really want to create as much impact as I want to create. It requires a higher level of, I don't even want to say self-care, but just performance. Right. And like, a perfect example of this is like, so right now we are, we're van lifing in the U.S., right? We're driving our van across the U.S., but we're kind of parked in Rhode Island. We're hanging out in Rhode Island. Kurt's family's from here. And in the backyard of his mom's house, she has a brook and it's gorgeous. It's super, it's it like, there's a brook and then there's a little mountain and then there's like hiking trails. It's like the ideal situation. A dream, yeah. And so the other day, Kurt was like, I want to build a bridge over the brook. What do you think? And I was like, that's so genius. Like, let's do that. Cause we usually have to like step on rocks and it's really gross and like slimy. Yeah. The dogs get fucking disgusting. And it's ugh. he's like, I want to build a bridge. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So he's like focused on building the bridge. And I'm like, I want to clear out the brook because the brook was just running with all decayed leaves. It was so gross. And I'm like, I know I can clear this brook. So I've spent the last like two weeks clearing the brook <laughs> what a metaphor for exactly what we're talking about literally I'm moving the big rocks I'm pulling out piles of probably decade old this is disgusting but like decade <laughs> old slime and and leaves what compels me to enjoy this I have no clue but it feels like popping a zit it's like we're getting rid of all yes this, you know like and I had this moment yesterday where I'm like wait, this is what I do. I, this is what I do when women come and work with me. We remove all the bullshit. All the old gunk. Yeah. All the gunk, all the programming, all the habits, all the conditioning, all the ways of being, all the ways of thinking, all the blind spots, all the big rocks in there to allow their well-being and their abundance and their wealth and their fulfillment and their prosperity to flow because that's what it is that's your natural way of being. It's just, there's so much gunk getting in the way, whether that gunk is toxic people in your life or whether that gunk is bad habits. That's all this is because you're the most powerful when your mind is clear and full of empowering beliefs. And when your body is flowing, like you said, there's not stuck grief, anger, yes, judgment. Yeah. All these toxic, heavy, dense emotions that keep you weighed down and stuck. That's not anything to do with business. That's you and your body. And I'm sure you experience this too. Like people will come to me and they'll pay me multi five figures in full and be like, so what's the strategy? And I'm like, go to the fucking gym or like drink some more water or like you (laughs) need to sleep more. Like I'm not touching the strategical aspects of anything because if the gunk under the bridge isn't clear, then the bridge is not going to do you any good. Right. Exactly. It's, 
it's kind of nuts to me. Like there's no, I think I posted about this yesterday or the day before in my story. I'm like, there's no such thing as business problems. It's just personal problems showing up in your business. Oh, oh. Is. <laughs> it got me in the gut. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like okay. maybe some like strategic tweaks, but like. Totally. Yeah. There's always like some refinement, but there's never, at least in the five years I've been doing this, there's never one thing that like makes or break your business that would oh. out perform your nourishment like that is so huge something else that you really stand for and and it's so branded to you and I want you to know that when I see the word unapologetic I think of you I see your colors I see your bold fonts like I see everything that's representative of you and I would love for you to tell us like what does it actually mean to be unapologetic how does that play out in business and what would you say to someone who's struggling to find their voice and show up fully expressed Mm. I love this question so much (laughs) Um, also thanks for seeing me because I feel like it's really cool like over the course of the past like seven years or something like being on social media like how my brand has evolved if you scroll all the way back you're gonna be like oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna now little baby nugget you know like and it's like I think business for me has been the journey in which I have come into my boldness you know this is not who I was a few years ago like what does it mean to be bold like that's so conceptual but tangibly what does it look like for you yeah yeah so this unapologetic nature I feel like it starts it actually started for me within my body It didn't start like on social media or in business. And so like it, I mean, on a practical level, the things that you can do to start becoming more self-expressed, like dance, you'll see me on my stories and you'll see me on my page dancing. And there's a reason for that. It's fun. Yes. But it's actually about taking up more space, right? Especially as women, women are conditioned to be small, to be quiet and generationally if we look back like ancestrally that is like women are so new to taking up space women are so new to having money women did not have millions and millions of dollars even a few they couldn't even touch the bank account exactly it's so new for us right so if it feels like oh my god it's so fucking scary to like show up and be seen and have money it's like that's good. That means your nervous system and um, everything is working. Like that is <laughs> how it should feel. Yeah. It's scary because this is new. <laughs> so, so it's practice, you know, you don't have to dance on your social media. Like I do, I do it to inspire people to move and get out of their head. It's but a true activation for people. Yeah. Yeah. Do it in your bedroom. Start letting your body take up more space, right? Then start going to your yoga classes or to your fitness classes or whatever you take, whatever you do start, like move from the back of the room to the front of the room. You know, like I'm always the person that goes to the front of the room just because I'm like, I can't see in the back. I don't want to be in the back. That's a hot tip. That's like very universal. There's like depth to that. Yeah. And it's, it's like so easy to go implement tomorrow, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and so I think like I have become Um, or like what I want to say is like, start just being a good steward of courage, like start seeking those little moments of discomfort because that's, what's going to allow you to just be like, this is what Mm. I want, you know? And And if you're in a coaching program, like 
are you asking questions? Are you raising your hand? Are you taking up space? Are you just watching? I have women say to me sometimes like, oh, sorry, I have another question. Sorry, this is so long. And my answer is always, I don't accept your apology because we don't apologize for taking up space here. Like you just show up because that's literally what you're fucking paying for. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like an expectation also for me. I said at the beginning, I'm like, look, you're not a burden. Yes. Um, yes. You, uh, you, you can, you don't have to say sorry. You get to say, thank you. Thanks so much for letting me share all this. That's all yes. I want you to say. Stop saying sorry, you know, but yeah. So go to the front of the yoga class. You know, another thing that's really helped me is because of my fitness background, I'm so used to walking into a gym with my headphones, with my hat, not giving I a don't. fuck what people think being around men that weigh twice as much as me and can lift three times as much as me. And just being like, guess what? I'm showing up in my, I'm doing my thing and I'm doing my best period. Yeah. Right. So that has trained me to really not give a fuck. Like Mm -hmm. I I really believe that the gym has been responsible for so much of my personal growth because I don't care. I do not care what people think of me because I just want to look in the mirror and be like, Sam, you showed up today. You will be a girl. Yes. You know, when it comes to vocal expression, I think a lot of women in my community really water down the things that they want to say and they want to be palpable and they want to appeal to the masses and they don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to say it wrong. Like cancel culture is all the rage. I think we're starting to cancel, cancel culture. Thank fucking goodness. But like, there's a lot of fear to take this potent thought that you have edit it, reverse it, get someone's eyes on it, add punctuation, send it through Grammarly. Like obviously just, just joking, but like there's a lot of filtration. And so how do you start to get better at going from thought to post thought to publish? Yeah. I love this question. This is actually probably the core of the work that I do with a lot of my clients. It is around expression, obviously, but it's around voice. Mm. It is around like saying what you actually think, you know, or how you actually feel. Yeah. And what does that mean to be unapologetic, unapologetically expressed? It's a long ass word. You know, it takes voice to say the <laughs> word in the first place. So I'm like, true. Oh, yeah. But I think um the the first piece is like without having a strong spine, there's no way you will ever be able to say what you really think because you will be afraid of backlash of not being able to handle it. That's like the biggest fear, let's say that comes up is it's not, it's not being scared to say it. It's being scared to say it and then have something get thrown back at you. And then you feeling like you can't handle it or you feeling like you can't handle the rejection that Mm. comes with it. And so the way that I've personally moved through this and the way that I teach my clients to move through it is that it's kind of like a relationship, you know, if you want to be in a relationship or you're in one and you want to have deeper, deeper levels of intimacy. Mm. Yeah. Like it requires vulnerability, obviously. Right. And I feel like the reason why my fiance and I have such an incredible relationship where I can literally tell him anything I have there's nothing I can't tell him. And there's nothing I'm afraid to share with him. I've told him literally everything, probably too much, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is because I don't have the fear of being Mm. rejected from him because I know if he were to judge me or to say anything, 
I would be in my power enough to know, oh, that's just a part of him that he hasn't accepted. Yes. So like, there's actually one area of my life and I'm going to use this relationship example because it'll, you'll see how it parallels to social. I am very fully expressed sexually anywhere. I could be out with my tits half out and I don't care. Like I'm just very comfortable in my body. Kurt, on the other hand, he's very comfortable sexually with me and intimately in privacy, but he is not a fan of PDA. He's not a fan of like being, he he just like doesn't really enjoy the nakedness. I am like, let me be free. I want to be naked outside. <laughs> like that is me. It hasn't always been me clearly, but that is me. Love this. Yeah. And so there was this one time I was wearing a bathing suit. Like I was wearing a bikini and I was walking down a road that was like to the, to a driveway and he was driving up the driveway and I was walking like we were kind of crossing paths. Like I was going down the driveway. He was coming up the driveway in the car. And he was like, he's like, why are you wearing just a bathing suit? And I was like, I was like, why are you complaining? And he was like, <laughs> he was like don't you think that's kind of like a little inappropriate? And I was like, for who? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? You know? And I got his point because I was like walking by the neighbor's house and totally. like, but I just don't see it as inappropriate. And he, he did. And I, so I got a little like, you know, but then I sat with it and I was like, oh, okay. It can, it can be uncomfortable or it can be inappropriate in his eyes, but it doesn't mean that it is right. Like generally it's not completely like people are on the internet all day with their tits out. You know, artists are making music videos with these little things. And (laughs) we, we were like, oh my God, Beyonce. Literally, literally. And so I'm like, why do we think these people, we just love them so much? It's because they are fully expressed. Yeah. And so it it made me see, oh, this is like, this is interesting. Like, can I hold my truth of, or not even truth, because that word is so overused, but can I hold my experience of like, this is normal for me? Yeah. And can I hold his oh, this is inappropriate and not make it mean he's a bad person. He's going to work on himself, like blah, 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 like right. hate him, hate him, judge him. Like I can just hold his perspective in mind. If we take that same philosophy to social media, I can post an opinion. I can post something. I can post anything. Yeah. Knowing this is, this is what I think, or this is me or, yeah. you know, and somebody can completely disagree, can think I'm dumb, can call me fat, can call me anything. And I can be okay with it because it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Yeah. You know, I get to decide what's true. You get to decide what is true. And if somebody says something that does trigger something in you, because that will happen because it's the internet, <laughs> an invitation for you yeah. to go in, right? It's like, it's like social media is the biggest shadow work there ever is because it's going to bring up all the parts of you that you've repressed you know yeah I once had like a comment on a post or no I once had a a guy slide in my dms and he was like you're a fat pig like you should get off the internet and I forget what else he said but it was when I was like moving through my binge eating because mm. I went through this really big phase of binge eating and really not in a good place with my body image after getting really fit. Like I was, I got too hyper obsessed and it, 
it showed me how much progress I had made on myself because I didn't let that spiral me, but I did. There was a, a little part of me that was like, ouch. Wow. Like people are in so much pain. Yes. Yes. Like, and I made a post about it and I was like, this guy is just in so much pain. And it's like, I think kind of going back full circle to what we were talking about at the beginning, when you are somebody who is highly sensitive, when you have a high level of empathy and you can have a high level of compassion, you can hold that person, hold the pain, be like, that's not nice. Yeah. Also energetic shield holding yeah. all in white. I, I don't accept <laughs> that comments. Right. You're in pain. And I know who the fuck I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's the work to be done. I feel like, because it's like, if you didn't know, that's when comments like that will send you spiraling. A hundred percent. And a great book for this. I want to give this recommendation because I feel like this is the core, like truly this is the core of all of the work that I do is um, the dark side of the night chasers by Debbie Ford. It is a book about shadow work and it's basically a book about reclaiming all of these repressed parts. So mm-hmm. she That's has hard. an exercise, yeah, where you, every single adjective, greedy, selfish, a bitch, um, money hungry, like ugly, fat, like all the things that we don't want to be. Yeah. You have to say, I am, and then fill in the blank. So I am, mm. I remember doing this and this was in, this was so hard for me. I could not get myself to say it without getting really emotional. Yeah. I was like, I am fat. I am fat. And I was like, no, I don't want to be fat. Like, oh, yeah. Saying it, you know, because I was making me being fat mean me being unlovable. Yeah. So I had to retrain myself to say, you know what? No, I am still worthy and lovable no matter how much I weigh. Like, yeah, you know? And that was the most empowering thing because then I started dancing on the internet because I didn't give a fuck what I looked like anymore. Yes. It was so liberating. It's like the other question I had, and I feel like this is actually the answer so we can invert it was what was the one thing that took you from getting DMS of you're so inspiring. I love your content to like, how do I pay you right this second? And if I had to guess, it's probably shaking your ass in your underwear. You know, what's funny is like my, my ass shaking and my dancing has made me more money than I ever imagined. Like, please the- go make that a post today. Please. Maybe I will. Maybe I'm going to write it down. Right what now. a great headline. <laughs> um, because, you know, people don't want to be educated as much anymore. Yeah. They really don't want the swipey swipey posts of the carousels because we're just bored. Yeah. You know? And it's like everyone's scrolling social media so fast and it's like I want to see people like in their true expression whatever that is maybe it is writing for people you know right for me it's not for me it's purely like dancing in nature dancing shaking my butt like being fucking weirdo you know because that's who you're gonna get in my coaching containers like you know like it's like it's a comedy show in my mastermind we have fucking fun you know, because like, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. We are so the same. It is so scary. Oh my God. Like, 
guys, like mentorship doesn't have to be so fucking serious. And also once you just loosen up a little bit, you make space for money to come in, you know, like unclench your fucking butthole. And maybe you just need to shake your ass on the internet a little, you know, this is a challenge. Like, like, truly, like when you, you know, okay. The other piece, I want to just say this super quick, because I know I could go on rambles. Mushrooms, psychedelics also have unclenched my asshole to make me we need to do a part two and just chat about that 100 i will you know i have them right in right behind me like i really believe i was such a control freak i was so anxious i needed a plan i needed to know everything i was that today perfectionist it's it's wild to me that i was that person because now like i I'm going to Colorado in four days and I don't have any accommodations booked for half the trip. Like I have nothing planned, you know? And I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Cool. That would give somebody a complete spiral. I was a 10 year planner. I was like, by 22, I'll do this. By 24, (laughs) I'll do this. By 25. And I was like, my life is going to be the best life ever. And then it's like, I'm the same as you today. It's like, the money's just going to come. It's just going to work itself out. Like, like, we're just going to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be saying that even about this trip, if I didn't know, look, I have a lot of friends that live in Colorado, like it'll all work out. It's not like I'm going into it with literally nothing. Cause I, maybe that's like a little too far. Same with business, like have ways people that can pay you, you know, like totally have links. <laughs> Good <laughs> disclaimer there. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't just like show up and be like, I'm going to be a billionaire. Like, come on. But like, yeah. you know, I think that I think that psychedelics have really healed so much for me and they've given me this deep sense of trust in life to be like, it's not so serious. Yeah. Or three-dimensional. Like, yes. Like there's a lot more at play that is not tangible or visible. And it's just like a, a veil removal. Actually, it's funny that you bring this up because my first trip, I had realized how much body dysmorphia I had because the first time I took shrooms, I remember sitting there feeling my body and thinking, do I look like this all the time? Look at my tiny legs. Look at my tiny arms. Like this is not what I see in the mirror. And it was just this revelation of like truth. Yeah. The same thing happened to me for first trip too. It was crazy, (laughs) but it was acid actually which I don't know that I would do acid again. Acid was really intense. Um, but yeah, it was, I just bawled my eyes out at how much yeah. pain and how much judgment I had towards myself and my yes. body. And I, I don't know. I don't think I could get to that place consciously. I really don't. There's no yeah. way I could have access that level of pain yeah. that I was holding on to. And I, I definitely lost weight after that trip. And I, it's crazy. Like all of my clothes, like don't like I've had to buy all new clothes. I haven't been doing, I haven't been doing anything differently. If anything, I've been working out less and I've probably been way more relaxed with my nutrition, but I have a, I have a, after my nutrition and personal training certification, I also got a certification in the psychology of mind, body nutrition and the whole framework around this certification, which was honestly one of the transformational, one of the most transformational like certifications for me in my own journey was that we have to become relaxed eaters and becoming a relaxed eater, you become a relaxed liver. And when you 
can move through your life with a sense of trust and relaxation, everything gets better. You know, it is so much about the energy in which you do things rather than what you're doing. And a perfect example of this is we have three more spots to fill for my Mexico retreat in December. And like, I know we'll fill them. And I, I noticed myself doing things a little from the energy of like, it hasn't happened yet, you know, like, and then yesterday I was just like, okay, universe, like just fill the spots, bring the perfect people. It's going to be wonderful. Like I'm letting, I'm not trying anymore. Like I'm just going to relax into it. You know, I swear to God, Taylor, three hours later, I get a text message from somebody that I met at a bachelorette party wanting to come on the retreat. <laughs> I was like, I can't make this shit up. I didn't do anything. I relaxed my fucking butthole. <laughs> like the way that we're living on the same vibrational planet, because last night I did something so similar. And I just like, I just took 15 minutes and I was like, I just want to clear some space in my body to receive. Like, I want to like, really tune into like that type of woman and she's going to come in and blah, 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 blah. And this morning I literally woke up to two private coaching applications, three people in the DMs about my mastermind. I'm like, okay, we did it. But it's the same. And I think like, that's why I tell my clients all the time, when you think of me planning content or a strategy, I'm never sitting at my desk stationary because if I'm moving the energy and then infusing that energy, when I finally do sit down, I can get done literally like eight days worth of work in two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the magic and magnetism of moving the energy, getting in your body and relaxing. Yeah. Truly, this is the secret hack, I believe, to entrepreneurship, making money and making impact. It's because if we were to look at how many hours we work in a day or a week, it's like, yeah, we're on like our calls and stuff. But like outside of that, most of my time is spent like frolicking outside (laughs) literally like yeah I do some planning stuff and like but it's it's like it's not in that space of sitting down it's really not that's where I'm like clogged and congested you know like we all are we all are I could talk to you about this shit for hours so we probably will get a part two in the works at some point but tell Everyone at Aligned and Ambitious, where to find you? What do you have going on? How can they stay plugged into this unapologetic energy? Yes. Um, well, you can come find me on Instagram and also my podcast, Sam Altieri or the Sam Altieri Show. We'll link everything for you guys too. Yes. Come say hi. Like literally drop into my DMs. I when I when people say that, they usually don't mean it, but I actually mean it. Like yes. I really do see like social media as a connector. Um, yeah. And do not be intimidated. Like, I feel like people like go on my page and like, oh my God, you have like 40 something thousand followers. Like, ah, and I'm like, do not let that stop you from saying hi. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Like it's a fucking number. You know, some part of me wants to just like start a new account with like nobody following me. So people actually like do it. You know, like I'm, I'm like, guys, I'm serious. It doesn't mean anything. This is your first prompt to take up space. Go DM Sam. I'm so (laughs) down to earth. Seriously. Um, and then what did you, oh, and then, so like in terms of like, I have, you know, free resources and all of that stuff you can get your hands on. Uh, but my mastermind's called the unapologetic mastermind. It really is about this, everything that we talked about. I have one-on-one um, 
and that's kind of what I have going on right now. We might be building out another little tier here in the business, but exciting. We'll see. That's I really love working with peeps in higher proximity right now. So I feel the same way. Yeah, it's just like that's where the most magic happens, you know. We got retreats. I have retreats coming up as well. So would love to meet all of your people. And yes. Yeah. Like, They're gonna connect with your story so much. And I just feel like you went above and beyond dropping the practical and the energetic of like what it really means to be bold and start expressing yourself in a bigger way. So that is a gift that you shared with us all. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Can I give a can I give a challenge to your audience? Please, please DMing me. Okay. Cause I feel like people like challenges and dares. They don't like being told what to do, but they like that, you know? So your first dare is to DM me. That's the first one. (laughs) (laughs) But the second one is to post on your Instagram stories, because at least it goes away in 24 hours, of you dancing. And yes, and tag us. We want to see. Yeah. And like, ooh, oh, this is fun. Okay. If you do this, if you DM me, if you DM me, we're just riffing on this. If you DM me and post a um a story of you dancing and tag us, and then you tell me you did it to make sure that I see it, I will literally do a activation session with you, which are normally 20 uh 222. They're are you kidding me? Yes, yes. Are we'll you do kidding it. Me? Wow. We'll this I was not planned. <laughs> no, it was not planned at all. And I'm like, am I regretting this? No. Um, because I love, I have just one of my core values of generosity. I just fucking love doing this. Uh, so I'm giving these away to your listeners. Let's see who takes me up on wow. it. Wow. Let me know who takes you up on it because how many people listen to your show? You will get them something too, like 20,000 a month. Okay. And Sam reserves the right to close them off when her energetic <laughs> bandwidth is at its max capacity. <laughs> Oh my god, god, this is amazing. This is amazing. (laughs) What a great episode. I hope, I hope that like this is what happens and then I get overflowed. Like, I'm like, serious, guys, let's do it. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. This is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. I cannot wait to get this published. Sam, thank you for taking up space in the way that you do. It's such a gift to all of us. And I know everyone is just going to love this episode. Oh, I'm so glad. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me, babe. It was a party. It was a party. It's always a party. All right, you guys, let us know that you love this episode. Get your ass on Instagram stories. We love you and we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. To stay connected in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at alignedandambitious.co and check out Aligned and Ambitious TV on YouTube. And as always, if this podcast is one that inspires you, make sure you subscribe and review the show. I'll see you next time, and I hope the rest of your week is full of magic.